Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. The day today is the 23rd of December, year of our Lord, 2020. Recording this on Christmas Eve Eve. The Detroit Pistons just wrapped up their game against Minnesota. A crushing loss that ultimately won't really matter much. And Milwaukee also lost to Boston. Went into the fourth quarter down, what, like 17 or something? Giannis explodes in the fourth. Um, And then Jason Tatum hits the dagger with .4 left. Banks in the three from the left wing over the reigning defensive player of the year and two-time MVP. Oh, no. Trouble in paradise. I'm kidding. I don't even want to go there. Um, Bucks lose. Tough way to end the regular season. Meant to say the preseason. I was going to make a joke, but... Anyways, um, it, I literally don't care that that happened. You know, I don't like that Pat Connaughton was defending Jason Tatum on a few possessions down the stretch. I don't really care. I was paying more attention to the Pistons. But what I want to talk about today, as you can see by the title, if you watched, what is happening to me today? If you listened to Motown Rundown, um, our most recent episode, which as of this recording dropped today, we brought up this idea of Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo playing together on the same team. I also made a poll about it, I think, two days ago. Maybe it was one day ago. Um, Who would win more games? Damian Lillard and Giannis, plus throw anybody else out there, or the Bucs' current roster? Now, it's worth noting that to no surprise, really, the uh, the former option won. Like uh, Again, it was a landslide. Damian Lillard and and, uh, Giannis plus fillers is like the prohibited title favorite in this scenario. I don't really disagree with it whatsoever. At first, I made the poll and I was like, am I insane for thinking this shouldn't be close? And then rest assured, I was affirmed that uh, no, it is not close whatsoever. So you're probably also thinking, Nick, Damian Lillard isn't going to the Bucks, and Giannis isn't going to the Blazers. You're right. This isn't happening. Full disclosure, this is literally never going to happen. I just think it's such a fun idea. Um, and I'm probably going to reiterate a few more times throughout these next like 10, 15 minutes. No, it's not going to be a thing that ever happens, but the idea of it's really fun and the execution of it, I think is equally fun because it would have to be such a covert operation that Milwaukee just has to, they can't put the stealth word out whatsoever. So let's get into how exactly this would happen. Apparently Giannis and Dame have like become friends and they've like meddled with the idea that, Hey, we could, maybe we could play on the same team one day. I guess Portland was like a sneaky, um, option to win the, the, the Giannis sweepstakes had he not extended and had he obviously gone into free agency. Apparently, Portland was like, a, yeah, actually, they might pull this thing off. Him and Damian Lillard would run the league, um, which would be, listen, if he went anywhere, which he was never going to, Dallas was the one that I was like, please, I want the league to break. I would have loved that. And Portland is the one that I never really considered it. I don't think many people did. That would have been really fun, though. Obviously, Milwaukee is what I'm happiest with, as are most. Um, but if Damian Lillard were to ever play with Giannis, that would be also cataclysmic for the league. Now, in this scenario, the reason you say Giannis and Dame plus fillers is because you're assuming pretty much anybody on the roster that's good for Milwaukee is in some way probably going to be gone, whether it's through the Dame trade or some other trades that we're going to talk about right now. So first, what you would have to do, I guess I don't even, why am I even making this episode? If I, if I know it's not going to happen, it's fun, it's cute, whatever. Um, in this scenario, what I would do is you call Portland, John Horst on the phone, you got to call Portland, and you got to say, if we want a Dame, what does that look like? And like Giannis is obviously the only player you can't have, which I honestly think right there, done, dead in the water. 
like what does this need to look like? They give you a list of players. Dante, without question, Dante DiVincenzo is involved in the deal. I think from now until the end of time, as long as Dante DiVincenzo is on the roster, anytime there is a trade that is executed by Milwaukee, he will probably be involved, which is, I guess it says two things. One, he's not expendable, but he's the most tradable player in Milwaukee. And two, he's pretty good because if he's constantly not a throw-in, but almost the centerpiece of these moves, then it's like, which in the Dame trade, he would not, wouldn't really be the centerpiece. But like, use the Bogdanovich thing as an example, rest in peace. Um, it goes to show that you are actually kind of this coveted asset that teams would like to have. And it's not that Milwaukee doesn't want to have him. It's just, so whatever. Obviously, picking up his team option um, for next season, you kind of think to yourself like, well, if this was going to happen, they probably got to do it soon. I don't know. Extension season for Dante is going to be really fun. Um, and I would say even if they make a move this year, which I don't anticipate they will, it's probably going to involve him. But anyways, back to it. Dante is going to be in there. Um, Chris is probably going to be the one that's gone, but hold off on that. They're obviously going to want a haul of picks that is just like astronomical. Dame's on our contract for the next like four or five years, I think. Um, if memory serves, probably could have looked that up. I think he's under contract for four more years, so free agency is not an option. Neither is the trade. But, you know, whether it's Drew, Brooke, Dante, Chris, um, no matter who it is, somebody's gone. Now, in order to accumulate more um, draft capital picks that they lost in uh, the Drew Holiday trade. All those picks are now starting at point guard. And then the one, what, 2022 second rounder that they lost um, as a result of the tampering investigation because the league, for, I, for reasons that I cannot explain to you, um, are just inexplicably focused on derailing anything that Milwaukee actually does, which is infuriating. How do they reacquire these picks. Well, that's when you gotta you gotta really call around a little bit. Make some phone calls, John Horst. Gotta say, hey, the reason I wouldn't want to move Chris in the Portland deal is because that's where you're gonna get most of your picks back. Between him and Drew, those are most of your picks right there. Um, you know, are you getting two firsts for Chris? I don't think so, but it also depends on where he's going. And the reason that you got to be really sneaky about this is because if other teams know, especially Eastern Conference teams, that you are trying to facilitate and put together this Damian Lillard package, they're not going to help you out. They're not going to help you get these picks in order to then run them um, out of the out of the conference, right? In order to stop them, like in, in an ideal world, like you're, you're you're talking to a team like Detroit, who it's like, well, we don't have a chance anyways. We'll take Chris. You can have these picks. But they're rebuilding, and they wouldn't do that. That would That's where you would take somebody like Dante DiVincenzo. Like if you're, and I'm not even doing this to be like a homer. I would call Detroit and be like, hey, what do you want us to give us? What do you want to give us for Dante? And they're like, hey, we'll give you this player. And John Horst is like, actually, I would rather have a draft pick instead. Maybe something could be mediated there. Um, I think you kind of get the point, like where I'm going with this. Where, for the most part, you want to look at, okay, Portland wants this player, this player, this player. Dante's the one that will 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 include. Um, you got to see what you can get for Brooke. You got to see what you can get for Drew. With Chris and Drew, like I said, you're going to get most of the picks back that you lost in um, the trade to New Orleans. There's what three firsts and two swaps. Do I think you're going to get five picks back? Eh, no, not for those players, unless there's some seconds thrown in there, which is ultimately what Portland would might maybe have to bite the bullet with a little bit. Um, in which case, they obviously are no 
they've literally no reason to actually move Dame unless the package is too good to be true, which is something that Milwaukee can't really conjure up. So this is just me going back to like the this is never going to happen thing. Um, but imagine if it did. Imagine if it did. Damian Lillard with the Milwaukee Bucks. Are you kidding me? It's like you go one year, you have um, Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, both capable offensive and defensive players. And also George Hill is a phenomenal human being. Great character, guys. And then you go from them to Drew Holiday. Great upgrade as a defensive anchor. Also a better playmaker and initiator that Giannis actually needs in order to thrive. Even more so than he already has, winning back-to-back MVPs. Being, by the approximation of some, the best player on the planet. A title that I'm still not fully ready and comfortable to give to him. But rightfully so if you do. And then after that, if you were somehow able to go to Damian Lillard, it's like, man. This is what I said on Motown Rundown, where it's like if the aliens came down and you needed a bucket, I would choose Giannis as the role man, and I would also throw Dame out there too. That's a bucket probably 97 times out of 100, right? Um, And also, even in this scenario, I don't even think – would Milwaukee do it today? And it's maybe insane to say no, but if they were able to put something together that Portland was interested in, I honest to God think – that they would be like, we kind of like what we have right now, honestly. Um, we kind of want to, like the whole Ben Simmons for James Harden thing, where it's like the consensus thing is like, Philly should probably just wait this thing out because they've finally constructed a roster that may actually cater to the needs of Simmons and Embiid um, under Daryl Morey. So it's like, why don't we wait to see how this goes? If it feels right, you know, in six months, eight months, maybe we'll make the Harden move. But right now we're going to stand pat. We're going to roll the dice with what we got. I think Milwaukee would probably be in a similar situation where it's like, we feel really good, especially with our defensive identity um, with Drew and Torrey Craig, who I would very much like to see play. Mike Budenholzer, if you could play Torrey Craig, that would be awesome. So, I, you know, I don't think it would even happen. Um, but, like, if I'm Milwaukee, well, actually, also, it's important to note this, and this is another thing that I had said on the whole Dame to if you play him and Giannis together. Um, it, it just like almost doubles or if not triples down on what John Horst did this offseason, something that I've talked about a handful of times already, where he sort of took matters into his own hands on the whole Budenholzer situation, and he sort of took his faults into his own hands. His Okay, that was a weird sentence. He took Budenholzer's faults into his, as in Horst's, own hands, and he's like, look, I have these really good players in your starting five, and you have to play them. And then what did Bud do? He's like, I'm just not going to play Torrey Craig. It's one game. I don't care. It's dumb to get into a whole minute's dispute um, after one game. But still annoying. If you have Giannis and Dame and then throw anyone else out there, you literally have no choice but to play them, which is, if you're a Bucks fan, <laughs> ideal. And, like, what you've been looking for this whole time. How fun would that be? And, this again, this is totally speculative, and it's never going to happen. I have to keep everything to say that because – I, I feel really dumb even 11 minutes into this, 11 and a half minutes into this, even recording this because it's like, what, what's the point? I don't know, man. Like, what do you think you can get for Brooke? Again, it always depends on what team they're getting moved to. If it's a desperation thing at the deadline, I don't know that you're you're not getting a first-round pick for Brooke Lopez, but, like, maybe, I don't know, two seconds? I don't, And then whatever, you know, contract match um, or, like, salary match you can get. Um then it just comes down to who is the most valuable asset that Milwaukee has. That would be Chris. Obviously, outside of Giannis, it would be Chris Middleton, 50-40-92-time All-Star. Um, I don't know. 
I, I would love to see what I'll have to, you know, what I'll have to do. I'll have to, what everybody else does. I'll just, I'll have to get 2K21 so I can do the trade finder and see what the computer offers for him. So then I can properly evaluate and be like, okay, I could reset. And um, that's what I should have done. I should have spent $60 on a bad game just to do a little bit of research. I'm kidding. Um, and then you just wonder, I guess just to end on this, a little quick episode. Happy holidays, by the way, everybody. Giannis and Dame plus anybody else, are they a better title favorite than this current Bucks team? I think you say that, and in principle, you're like, like, duh, right? Like, you feel like you have to say yes. Do they make it out of the East? Because I really wonder. Obviously, team comp- composition matters, and I trust Horst to, you know, even the players that he gets back in return for Middleton and, and, and Drew and Brooke and all those guys, um, I trust that they're going to be sort of complementary to what they would need with Dame and Giannis. And this idea is just so fascinating to me. And if it comes off as really dumb to anybody, I I totally get it. But I can't stop thinking about this and how Milwaukee would actually pull this thing off. Because I think there's a world where they do But so many things would have to go wrong in Portland. So many things. And Dame would have to all of a sudden turn into a guy who isn't the most loyal person on the planet, which he is, where he's like, I don't want to play with these guys anymore. CJ? Nah. Terry Stotts? Nope. That's just not ever going to happen. Literally ever. And because of that, Portland's never really going to entertain a trade offer. Um... And even if they did, like I said earlier, I can think of probably like 10 packages from other teams that would probably be better than anything that Milwaukee could offer them. Because it would end up coming down to like Dante and like any other any of the picks that you get back from the other players. That's not great. <laughs> Don't like that very much. Unless it was like a super loaded draft class. But even those, well, actually, if, it depends on where the picks are coming from. Because if you're going to get a few inside of the top 10, that's something like that's where the Detroit aspect comes in. Um, it's just hypothetically because like Detroit would not give up picks for Chris Middleton because it just doesn't fit their timeline. It doesn't make any basketball sense. Um, but I don't know. I hope this was even slightly interesting or as um, thought provoking to anybody else as it has been to me. I just needed to talk about it. Just needed to get some of this out. If you made it this far though and weren't mad, thank you very very much for listening. If you were mad, I get it. I know I'm not mad at you. Thank you very much for listening, folks. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars and subscribe. Happy holidays once again. I will catch you guys in the next one.